0: Good morning, friends and foes. Happy Sunday morning, Multiverse. This is the prophet of pop culture, John Pica, and this is back of the cereal box. We had technical difficulties yesterday, and so I thought I'd jump on this morning, Sunday morning, to uh, share with you a new cereal, some new loot, and new comics. Yum! And we're gonna do that right after this. It's like coca the Levi Strauss, Johnny Carson, and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean. Elvis Presley, yeah, he's still the king. Some. That theme song is performed by our good friends, the Murdering Crows, and you can get their record for Bad Crows at Amazon, Google, Apple Music. And this episode is brought to you by Hitchhiker Toys in White House, Tennessee. Check them out at hitchhikertoys.com. And of course, brought to you by our super fans, Sharice Collins, Cindy Kepp. Brian Huff, Dave Mantinelli, Dave Mattingly, Crystal Raven Jones, and Eli Cash, and your light, your light, your name can be in lights if you uh, go to buymeacoffee.com dot com slash pod, Make a contribution if you love our show. If you hate our shows, uh, make a generous contribution to help us improve in the future. And that URL, that web web address, is going to be scrolling across the bottom throughout the show. And look, while you're surfing the interwebs, go ahead and pick up my books, The Tales of the Decoverse series, Night Reich, One Night at the Roxy, and The League of Impossibilist Comic at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever you get books. All right, guys and gals. So this is how this works. Um, We are going to celebrate, you and I, the fun of the Sunday mornings of our youth. Uh, normally we're doing this on Saturday morning. And if you saw yesterday, we had some technical technical difficulties. I'm having technical difficulties. Ah, first day with my new tongue. Um, so what happened was I got a phishing email and I was prompted to log in to my Facebook account from a new browser. And I got an alert that it looked suspicious and that I should change my password. So I promptly did. This is on Friday. What I didn't know is that it would disconnect all of our Facebook feeds from StreamYard, which really shouldn't be a problem because we've still got Twitch and Twitter and YouTube. Um, but I was gone yesterday I was in Clarksville Tennessee at Austin P for my daughter's orientation for college so Melissa and D and Ivy didn't know how to reconnect Facebook and they thought that we weren't going live at all and so they made an a, a snap decision they improvised they punted and they went live on Instagram so um they, they, they had to alter the show a little bit, so I just thought I'd come on and kind of give our viewers, our fans, and our listeners a little bit of what they're used to. Now, when I was a kid, sitting at the breakfast table on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings, we did not have iPads or iPhones in between cartoons and the funny pages and uh, kung fu movies, kaiju Cartoons, comics, we were reading the back of the cereal box, and that was our newspaper. That was our world, our life. Now, Saturday mornings, it was all about getting up and running downstairs and watching cartoons. And there were some shows on Sunday mornings as well in Cleveland. Hickory Hideout was phenomenal Um, with um, Dan Turney. Um, no, Wayne Turney. Wayne Turney was his name. What a phenomenal actor, by the way. Um, I saw a production of him in Cotton Patch Gospel. It was what? Anyway, that's a whole nother story. But, you know, so we were sitting down with breakfast cereal, and Saturday mornings was cartoons. Sunday mornings was the funny pages from the newspaper. So we're going to do a little hybrid this morning. Um, we're going to do a taste test first. So, we have to ask the very first question, what's in the bowl? And this morning, I'm going to be doing a taste test of Tricks Tracks. This is brand new, celebrating the new Jurassic World movie with a tie-in with Tricks, And it's got uh, dinosaur track-shaped... Uh, cereal with marshmallows and on the back are cut out dinosaur uh, diorama scenes that you can you know make your own movie which i i love this i i love anything that sparks creativity and this is the kind of creativity that i was engaged in when i was a kid we were you know doing color forms or you know Girls were doing paper dolls. Sometimes I was drawing this stuff and cutting it out on, you know, poster board or construction paper. So love that, love that. We're gonna try some tricks, tracks now. For those of you who have been watching the show, and I just lost all of the new loot on the floor because my office. My rec room is completely organized and there's not a mess, a a tangled mess of comics, toys, and magic tricks on my desk. Behind me looks great. In front of me, not so much. Anyway, tricks, tracks. I'm going to use my almond milk because I am trying to be health conscious and we're going to give this a taste test. Now, as I'm doing this, this is how this works. You guys can post comments uh, like um, this user from Twitch who says, hello, GMD932. And if you'd like to be a part of the show this morning, just post a comment in the uh, chat and let us know what you think. So we're going to give Trix Tracks a minute to uh, to soak up some milk. Now, here's my problem with Trix It smells so good in the box. When you open the box and smell it, actually, that just kind of smells like the cardboard. But it tastes delicious. Trix is just like a standalone snack is really super sweet. But when you put the milk in it, it smells a little bit burnt. We're going to give it a try. Here we go. I mean, that's tricks, it's delicious. It's fruity, it's sweet. The marshmallows are not hard and chalky, that's a plus. It is weird, though, because right here, now it has no smell. When I was bringing it up to my mouth, it had a very strange smell. But it tasted fine. Now it has no smell. Maybe I have COVID. Mm. Because it tastes okay. I think this is a cereal that... Substituting the almond milk for real milk probably is not a, the, the best idea for tricks But on a scale of 1 to 10 bowls, I'm going to give this one 4 bowls. 4 bowls of cereal for tricks tracks. It's not bad. It's not outstanding. We'll uh, go ahead and give it 5. It's right... At the top of it, it's in the middle, right in the middle. Mm. But here's the problem the longer it's in the milk, the less flavor it has. Mm. For that, I'm going back to my initial assessment. Four bowls out of ten. Four bowls of cereal out of ten. Now, when I was a kid, our favorite thing, after the cereal, or after the cartoons, we were reaching into the box of the cereal to uh, pull out the prize inside, or what we call new loot and this week's new loot is sponsored by hitchhiker toys come on down to hitchhiker toys in white house tennessee where we've got toys for all ages action figures galore like dc and marvel characters we've got star wars toys and accessories and of course your favorite pro wrestling action figures Check out our huge selection of Funko Pops, along with a selection of graded Pokemon cards, vintage board games and puzzles, Hot Wheels, Matchbox cars. We've got plush toys and a great selection of Barbie and fashion toys. And if you've got some old toys laying around, bring them to us. We buy, sell, and trade, and no collection is too big or too small Hitchhiker Toys is located conveniently at 141 Edenway Drive Suite A in White House, Tennessee 37188 Turn by the subway and we're located in the shopping center between White House Nutrition and White House Produce You can't miss us Hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 6, Sunday, 12 to 5, and closed on Monday. Make sure to visit us at HitchhikerToys.com. So there you have it. Our new loot is sponsored by Hitchhiker Toys, HitchhikerToys.com, and as you saw in the video, they have both old and new toys, used and brand new. And Jamie, the uh, the uh, the owner, she knows that I am into Star Wars and Marvel Legends. And so she's always on the hunt for me. And she'll call me and say, hey, we just got this in. And so we're going to reach into the cereal box. And pull out this week's prize from Hitchhiker Toys. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is a droids Boba Fett. Now, this is not the original. The original issue would be, I've seen it as low as $1,500. This is a reissue. Um, It came out just a couple of weeks ago. And... I feel like I need to ask her to see if she can get me another one so that I can open this one. Cause I, I want to keep one in the package. And, but you know me, I'm, I'm, if you, if you see my, my shelves, I am an out of the box collector. So, um, and I'm not really a collector. I'm, you know, toys are meant to be played with. So I want to take this one out of the package, but, um, This is the uh, brand-new Boba Fett in the droids paint job. They uh, have only reissued three. Boba Fett, R2, and C-3PO. So uh, I've seen C-3PO in the wild, but um, she got me Boba Fett. So that's fantastic. I mean, I'm going to hold that up to the camera. It's, It's the original Boba Fett mold, I believe. Well, no, I guess it's not because it's is a resculpt because he's got the ball joints in the legs. It's not the original sculpt. So the original droids Boba Fett is the original, the original eighties Kenner mold. Um, but this is very close. And this is going to look great up on my new Mandalorian Boba Fett shelf. Speaking of Boba Fett, what else did Jamie find for me this week? Well, this will be a lot of fun. So let's reach in and grab this piece—the book of Boba Fett, or I guess this is the Mandalorian Boba Fett with the uh, the kilted version. This is the retro Kenner line. And she picked this up for me and uh, I went and picked it up and uh, I'm super excited about this. So I've got two new Boba Fets for the Boba Fett shelf. And same thing, I really want to open this one. I really do, but I've not seen it in the wild. So if I see another one in the wild, I'll probably snatch it so I can open this one. Um, last but not least, while I was there... And doing some, doing some, uh, what do you call it, Uh, browsing, I saw this. The Six Million Dollar Man. This is a 45 record. And um, let me see, which way does it open? Because the case is splitting. This is a story record with uh, the Bionic Berserker and so yeah there's part one and part two of the Bionic Berserker, the six million dollar man story record and that goes right along with my record player right behind me. I'm so excited did you guys have these when you were a kid? if if you if some of you are watching and you're like I don't know what that is. It's a record. It's a vinyl, Um, and um, it plays on a record player, like the one right behind me. I love love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Hitchhiker Toys, for being such a great promotional partner and uh, sharing all that goodness with us. Now, I don't think I have a show card for this because... I threw this together at the last minute. But uh, it's time for new comics. Yum! Because Sunday mornings, we weren't necessarily watching cartoons. We were rushing down to grab the funny paper from Mom and Dad. And the comics page with a big bowl of cereal was everything. And um, so we're going to talk about some new comics that I got this week and that I'm into. But before we do that, let's acknowledge our partner, Comic Books for Kids. Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit CB4K.org. All right, guys and gals, we are back. We got a couple of comments here. Let's see what we got. Um, Sandra Noel says, I have a bunch of Disney picture records with stories on them. Regular size, not 45. That's fantastic. Yeah, you've got the uh, 12-inch platters. I love that, Sandra Noel. That is fantastic. Did we put that comment up? There it is. Thank you for watching, Sandra Noel. She is one of our super fans. Love it, love it, love it. All right, let's dig into some new comics. So up first, this is in no particular order except for these first two because they are so similarly themed. Similarly themed. That's a hard word to say. Uh, up first is Looney Tunes, issue number 266 by Cohen, Murphy, and Lawson. And it is every bit as silly and as clever as you would expect a Looney Tunes comic to be. It is literally... I mean, look, the, the, the artwork, the modeling on the characters is so tack-perfect. It's just... It is beautiful to look at. Um, you may think that, well, how hard is it to draw... Looney Tunes characters, believe it or not, it's pretty tough to get it right. It's pretty tough to get them right. So um, this is phenomenal. And it's like reading a cartoon on the screen. Um, But what was interesting about this issue is the lead story is a story where Bugs Bunny wakes up in either the future or an alternate reality where the entire world has been taken over by robots, robot versions of the Looney Tunes. And um, what makes that interesting is also this week came out a brand new series from Image called Metal Society. And Metal Society is by Zach Kaplan, uh, Guillermo, uh, Balbi, and uh, it is the same concept except to the extreme it's it's image um humans left earth and they've come back to earth but earth was uh populated and dominated by robots and now humans are the minority and they are slaves to the robots so uh rosa I believe is her name. Let me just double check. Um, Rosa uh, Gen 3 was the lead. She's the lead character. She was built in a robot human farm and she was genetically engineered to be stronger, faster to work in the metal yards. But it turns out that she, uh, was able to take that skill, trained to be a fighter, and now they're going to have a match of the century. The human champion against the robot champion. Dun, dun, dun! I love this idea. Uh, artwork is super crisp, clean, story's intriguing. I love it. I can't wait to read more. Uh, up next, this is a new anthology series that uh, Marvel is doing with Moon Knight and Elektra, Black, White, and Blood, where the uh, stories are in black and white with red being used as an accent. Uh, There are three stories, I believe three stories in this. Yes, three stories in this. Uh, The fun one is the uh, middle one where uh, Moon Knight teams up with Spider-Man to uh, recover some of these uh, scarabs. And uh, Spider-Man agrees to help him, and Moon Knight agrees to accept his help begrudgingly. And I'm not going to tell you why Spider-Man wants to uh, team up with Moon Knight. If you dug the Moon Knight TV series, if you love Moon Knight comics, you're going to love this. And, I mean, that middle story with Moon Knight and Spider-Man is one of the best Moon Knight stories I've read in several years. The uh, lead story is uh, called Anubis Rex. And I, I believe that's correct. Yeah. By Jonathan Hickman and Chris uh, Bacalo. Um, and Chris uh, Bacalo's art is so stylized Um I really wish it was on bigger pages to tell you the truth because some of the detail, it's it's so detailed, some of it's hard to see. But it features a future female Moon Knight and um, really, really awesome artwork. Um, So uh, check that out. Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood. And they're at least doing a second issue. So uh, speaking of beautiful artwork... Uh, This has become one of my favorites just to look at. The story is fantastic. But it ties into what we were talking about last Saturday about our favorite Saturday movie host, horror movie host. This is Count Crowley, uh, Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter. And um, this is written by David Dasmalkian. Um, You may know that name. He uh, was in the Ant-Man movies. He played um, Polka Dot Man in... uh, the suicide squad. He's a really great writer, comic book writer. And this, this character, um, uh, let's see, the artwork is by Lucas Kettner and, uh, it's beautiful painterly art, um, has this really great retro pulp feeling to it. And, um, this uh, this reporter, and I'm trying to remember her name. Forgive me. I should have done some uh, homework on this. Um, oh, Jerry. Jerry Bartman. Jerry Bartman has become the new Count Crowley, a midnight movie host on a local TV station. And she has gotten wrapped up in this whole world of the paranormal and monster hunting. And lo and behold, the previous... Count Crowley was a monster hunter and had a secret stash, and she's pretty much taken over. One of the things that I just learned in this issue is that at the end of every issue that they're drawing in a locally famous TV movie horror host recapping this. I think that's pretty cool. Count Crowley, amateur midnight, Monster Hunter, uh, pick up the, uh, trade paperback, of the first volume of that, a lot of fun, a lot of fun, um, golly, we got a bunch, I'm just going to go through these real quick, the, uh, Fox, number one, from Archie Comics, um, by, um, by, oh, the, well, there's, this is also an anthology, so there are a lot of different, uh, creators in this, um, it is. It is retro. It is, you know, cartoonish. It's a lot of fun. Um, that's all you really need to know about it. If you love, um, you know, retro punk diesel era uh, superhero shenanigans, and it does have a reprint of a legendary story by alex toff that's uh the uh the third story in the anthology lots of fun pick it up for the fox the the best superhero book out right now the best book by dc is world's finest this is by mark wade and dan mora do i need to say more Mark Wade's one of the best writers there is. Dan Mora is one of my favorite artists. And Mark Wade understands these characters. He understands superheroes. He understands superheroics. He understands the Doom Patrol, who make a guest appearance in this world's finest. This is issue number three. Pick it up, get one and two today. It's phenomenal. All right. So I'm going to save this one because it's my pick of the week. Um, G.I. Joe, the Saturday morning adventures. This is recreating the style and art and storytelling of the classic Saturday morning TV series. It looks just like the cartoon and it's as silly and as nonsensical as a Saturday morning cartoon in all the right ways. Um, I highly recommend it. It's by IDW, written by Eric Burnham, art by Dan Schoening. And uh, if you loved the G.I. Joe animated series on Saturday mornings, this is the book for you. So cartoons, you know, this morning our our cartoon titles are, uh, and that's why I picked up Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes, The Fox, and G.I. Joe. If you want to relive some Saturday morning shenanigans, pick those up at your local comic book shop. All right. So I was hopeful about this story. Flashpoint Beyond, issue number one by DC. It features the Thomas Wayne Batman. The art is exceptional. It's, um, let's see, who, uh, who, who wrote this? This is uh, by Jeff Johns. Jerry Adams and Tim Sheridan, art by uh, Sir Mancio and uh, Mikkel Janin, uh, a couple of other artists. Um, I-, I felt like, you know, Jeff Johns is such a great DC writer, but I felt like this was a little bit disconnected. I There were some things that didn't make sense to me about the Thomas Wayne Batman And I feel like with an issue number one, you need to take the Mark Waite approach and assume that your readers don't know anything about these characters and you have to reintroduce them. And that was missing from this. Jeff Johns just expected me to understand who the character is, this alternate multiverse that we've been dropped into, how it ties into Flashpoint. I was a little bit lost. So I'll give it a second issue. But not my favorite pick. This one I absolutely loved. This is Captain America, Symbol of Truth. Following the adventures of Sam Wilson, Captain America. He has now come back as Captain America. Um, and there are t- basically two Captain Americas. This is written by uh, Tochi Onobuchi. and artist is Arby Silva. And uh, great story great art misty night appears and um I you know I I have nothing I have nothing negative to say about this up next is going to be crossbones so we're going to get to see uh Sam Wilson going up against crossbones um I love this book that's all I'm going to say uh Five out of four, five out of five stars. No, I'm going to give this 10 out of 10 bowls of cereal. And then finally, the pick of the week, and we're going to close it off here, guys. Thanks for tuning in. The pick of the week, new comics, yum. This gets 10 out of 10 bowls of cereal is the amazing Spider-Man number one. They've relaunched the series uh, with world-famous, iconic, Spider-Man artist returning the one the only John Romita Jr who is the artist who basically defined the look of Spider-Man when I was a kid when I was you know in junior high it was John Romita Jr who was drawing Spider-Man and for me This is my Spider-Man. I've not read an issue of Spider-Man in years. I've been following the character. I've been keeping up. There are some things that I don't understand because I'm going to need to catch up a little bit. But John Romita Jr. returning to Peter Parker, returning to Spider-Man, is enough to get me to pick this up. First of all, I love his art. It is so distinctive. It is so energetic. And um, he is, for me, my Spider-Man artist. So that's my pick of the week. Maybe my pick of the month for May. But May is not over. But so far, this is leading the pack. If you're like me and you miss the classic Amazing Spider-Man from our youth, pick up Amazing Spider-Man number one. John Romita Jr.'s artwork is phenomenal. And uh, I didn't even mention who the writer is because I'm not sure. Uh, Oh, it's Zeb Wells. Zeb Wells is the writer. And Scott Hanna is the inker. That's important because Scott Hanna did the inks on Romita's work for years. They are an amazing team. If not Hanna, uh, Dan Green. So those are the two inkers that make ramita's work just sing. Oh. Ah! And this is definitely, definitely one of them. So uh my two picks, 10 out of 10. Captain America, Symbol of Truth, Amazing Spider-Man, number one. Both of them, issue number ones this month. Go pick those up. That's it, guys. Next week, I will also be out of town. I will be at the Bowling Green Comic and Toy Show. So um if you're anywhere in the Middle Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, Western Kentucky area, come by and um, and see us at the uh, Bowling Green Comic and Toy Show. And I don't think I have a graphic for that. No, I don't. I did not load that. Ugh. Johnny's a bad host. So I'll be doing this again next week. So next Saturday morning. I'm going to be on the road. Me and George Bueller are going to come to you live from Bowling Green Comic and Toy Show. If you don't know George uh, George Bueller, he is uh, hosting a new show on the Serial Box Network on Friday nights called Fanatic Forum. Very similar to what we do here, but it's on Friday nights and it's more topical, um, timely stuff. And this past Friday, he did an all wrestling show. So. I will be up there with George, so DL Memphis, the hostess with the mostess of the Ice Cream Queens, she'll be hosting Back in the Cereal Box on Saturday morning. But I'll do another episode like this probably next Sunday morning. So uh, just to keep my face out there so you can see these beautiful million-dollar Hollywood pearly whites. Anyway. Um, Thanks for watching, everybody. Remember, if you love the show, please consider donating. Down below, the ticker is running at buymecoffee.com slash pod. If you hate the show, donate even more generously so that we can improve it just for you. And with that, I am going to say so long, farewell. Avidas en bonjour. If you like the show, tell two, three hundred of your closest friends and family to come join the fun. And until the next time, love you mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box.